Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Welcome to The Three Tomatoes Happy Hour. I'm Cheryl Benton, your host today, and we are going to have such a fun conversation with Phyllis Mahaldo about lust, friendship, and second chances. Those are the themes of her recently published debut novel, The Spy at Lavender Lane, and it's a perfect summer read and a great escape, which we certainly all could use that right now. Phyllis is a woman of many accomplishments. She was the Vice President of Public Relations at Estee Lauder for many years. Her writing has been published in Town and Country and Cosmopolitan. She also ghosted a best-selling beauty book as well as a nationally syndicated beauty column. Phyllis is a true tomatoes tomato. So I'm so happy to have you, Phyllis, here, my friend, as my guest. Thank you. It's so great to be here. And I love being called a tomatoes tomato. That is fantastic. You are. You're an uber tomato and people will know that by the time we get to the end of this conversation. And I I have so many things to talk to you about, but let's start with the novel, The Spa at Lavender Inn, which I absolutely love this book. And we reviewed it recently at the Three Tomatoes and we called it a delightful delicious and delectable read, which it is. It takes us behind the doors of a very exclusive spa resort where we meet a wonderful cast of characters. So tell our listeners more about the book. Okay, well, as you said, there's a wonderful cast of characters and it's about lust, friendship, betrayal, um, business deals, second chances, but it's also very much about women finding their core, finding their strength, finding their confidence, because all of the ladies um, really do discover that about themselves during their stay at the spa and with their interactions with other people. And they they go on with renewed self-confidence, vigor, and finding another path in life. So and I, oh, go ahead. That's, yeah, that that's a that's a message. And um, I came a few months ago. I came across a quote that absolutely sums it up. And it it was in The Wizard of Oz of all places, and it's from Glenda the Good Witch. And she says, "You you always had the power, my dear. You just had to find it for yourself." I couldn't have asked for a better pricey of my book. I mean, th- that is really what's happening with all of the characters. And they're all very different with different problems, different life paths, um, different ideas about themselves and the future. And they, and they discover a great deal. And, and I also talk about friendship, which as a tomato's tomato, <laughs> thank you, oh, is so very important to me. I am so blessed with wonderful, wonderful friends. 
And that's been a, a really important part of my life, as it is for many New York, especially single women um, and people who come from other places. We bond, I think, on a level um, a little different, perhaps, from, from other people because we are one another's families here. I know you have a Mr. Tomato and you have a lovely <laughs> and you are a tomato's tomato but you know what i'm talking about absolutely our, our, yeah our friendships with women are so important to all of us and i that was one of the things i did love about your book was Good. the friendships and really all of the themes in your book are which are so important because there's so many great messages for women and along the way, it's a it's a great romp too. So it's really fun. It, you know, it's not like you were putting out some you know tome to you know empower us all. It's a, it's actually a fun read too. But all of those messages are in that, and I love that quote from Wicket because that's Isn't one of that my personal. It's one of my favorites too. I love I love love that line, and I think it it's yeah. so great. So. I have to ask you this. You were in the beauty and fashion industry right. for many years. So were yes. some of these characters inspired by people you've encountered along the way? Um, yes, yes and no. Every, I like, I, I, I'm always amused or maybe even gobsmacked when some very young person comes along and writes a book that, that, puts everyone on their head, standing on their head, that it's so incredible. And I don't know how that happens without life experience. Um, they're just, they have a gift from God or something. But every character that I've ever written, um, and I've written a lot of characters before, although this is my first published novel, they, they really come from every place. They come from your head, they come from your heart, they come from people you've met along the way. So there's no one in the book that's identifiable as anyone. There is one person that is more closely um, associated with someone that I knew when I was very young in New York. And um, I think it was um, maybe my first or second job in small advertising agencies. Um, she was a Russian woman. And Nadia Demidova, who owns the spa, is a Russian woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and this woman, her name was Manya Khan, and she ran a very, very elegant exercise salon for very rich ladies, and, and also for very prominent women. And this was in the 70s, and um, I was a very young uh, copywriter and account executive at an agency at that time. So I was assigned to go and get to know her. It was on East 68th Street, three stories in a townhouse. And it was, you'd walk in, it was hush, quiet, lovely. Um, and the women would uh, do this exercise routine. Then they would have an infrared heat treatment, and then they would have a massage. And then they'd probably go to lunch or something like that. <laughs> of course. I went back to the office. Um, but we, she took a liking to me and took me under her wing. And in order to write about, to do the ads and do PR copy and what have you, um, I had to get to know her system. So the funniest thing was, you know, I would go through all these exercises and have the tea treatments and what have you. And then she would take me to dinner at the Russian tea room, which was, <laughs> it still exists, but not in the way it did back then. It was the most amazing restaurant where you would find everyone from 
uh, the worlds of show business and publishing. You go have dinner and Woody Allen would be at the next table and Mike Nichols at the table after that and Helen Gurley yeah. Brown. Yeah, those were, those were heady times there. They, they really were. And here I was, this, you know, this young kid, like fresh out of school. And she would stuff me with, with uh, chicken Kiev. I'll never forget. You would put your knife in it and this fountain of butter would come <laughs> out right to your thighs, you know, that kind of thing. So although Manya wasn't really like Nadia Demidova, the idea of a Russian doyen did yes. come from and I, I loved her. She was a wonderful lady. Wonderful, wonderful uh, lady. The other characters are, you know, they live in my head and, and my experience. Um, the one closest to me is probably Tony, the, um, the sportswear buyer who leaves her job. Um, that was me, more like me in, in an earlier draft of the book. Her character became augmented when she decided to um, have, a, have a child with her gay best friend. Now, I don't know where I came up with that idea. <laughs> I certainly didn't do that. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's a great plot line of the story, I must say. I love that. I, I love I that. It's great. That came, that came to me in a dream somewhere. But, so uh, let, let's talk a little bit about, I know you've, you've, this is your first published novel and you've done a lot yes. of other writing, but... I know how exciting it is from personal experience to publish your first right. novel. It's very exciting. Right. So what was this process like for you? When did you start the book? And the uh -huh. other thing that I'm curious about is, yes. did you have this storyline and plot in your head before you started or did it evolve over time? So that's a lot of questions all in yeah, one. Yeah, and this, it's, there's a lot of stuff here because um, – I say, LOL, I'm an overnight success. It only took me 20 years. <laughs> I have been writing solidly for 20 years. I have had the highs and the lows, the, the near misses, the, the signed contracts, the heartbreaks. Things always happened. I had a book. Um, I, had a, I went straight out of the bat. A really big uh, agent signed me, and we got what I thought was going to become a publishing deal, and then that went away. Then I switched to screenplays. Um, and I love writing screenplays. They're a lot of fun. And I had uh, what is called an option agreement. That's when someone um, uh, pays you a very small amount if you're a newbie or a big amount if you're a big writer to take your screenplay and run with it and try to get it. Uh, produced and what have you and I had the I even had the breakfast at the famed polo lounge in Beverly Hills <laughs> um, and it was with a big company Dick Clark Productions um, but my deal was with a smaller company and that was in conjunction you know when you go to the movies and you see like uh, Disney Studios produced with uh, uh, Cheryl Benton Studios produced with this one that one so they're often many, many companies involved. So my, my deal was with the lower rung company. That partnership fell apart, and then the whole deal fell apart. So those were two, two things that went down. Then I wrote another screenplay, which I had really high hopes for, um, and I still do. I still do. And it, it's about a young woman in the fragrance business. Um, and she, it's actually very timely because she happens to be Latina 
and uh, she does endure the slings and arrows and difficulties of making it in a so-called privileged white company. So I may have to dust that out and, and get yes, that going. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then here we are. I So back to your original question. I think the germ of the idea came to me 20 years ago because I, after I, first of all, I always went to spas. During my incredible job at Estee Lauder, um, I worked a lot. I think I invented 24-7 because my, <laughs> my uh, responsibilities were huge and I grew, my job grew with the company because it went from a, a, a smallish, wonderful company to this, this huge, you know, megalith. Um, and I traveled a great deal and um, I, I very rarely could get a real vacation. because Something was cropping up always. So I started to tag on a day or so wherever I could and go to a spa. How wonderful was that? Yeah. So over the years, I, I went to La Costa. I went to Sonoma Mission Inn. I went to Canyon Ranch I, uh, out in Arizona. I went to... Um, the Norwich Inn in Connecticut. I went to Mohonk, which I love, which is fairly close to the city. I try to get there every now and then. So um, I loved the idea of a spa as the setting because a lot of career women did that. I, I mean, I was not unusual in doing that. It's the perfect place. So that, you know, that's kind of where, where that came from. As far as where the characters came from, Cheryl, I don't know. They sprang from my head like Medusas. <laughs> they just, there they were. They, they were just there. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they, they were. And they become very real to you, too. I know very, that happened oh, with me. They're, they become real extremely, people. Extremely. And I didn't set them out. I didn't say, well, you know, Phoebe, who is the assistant, is going to behave like this. And, and, um, Charlotte, the mother and daughter team, that that was going to happen to them. And, uh, and uh, the, um, Eleanor, the vitamin lady, was going to do what she did. And they just, they became very real. I put them together and they started to talk to each other yeah. and react. I and, love uh, hearing that because that happened with me too when I wrote my book. And yeah. I've heard that from so many other people that the yeah. characters, and for those of you people who are listening and you're thinking about writing a book or starting a book, I, I know you'll find this. So I think the point is to just get started with it yes. because what yes. happens is your characters start to take over the story and they actually start to guide you. And I, 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 that's what I'm hearing from you. And I know that definitely happened with me. So I think there's a great lesson here of, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to write this novel. I'm going to write, just sit down and start it, and you'll be amazed what can happen. I, it's, I would read that before I started seriously writing and think, oh, that's ridiculous. How could that possibly be? But it is. It they is. become very real, and they look at each other. They talk to each other. They're jealous. They're happy. They're supportive. They're nasty. I know. <laughs> I lo it's amazing. I love it. They're, they're like real people. Exactly. No, I even found I would dream about some of them. Yeah. <laughs> <When I started laughs> get, did that happen to you too? They would, sure they'd appear in my dreams. 
My dog oh, sleeps. <laughs> so listen, at the the book ended. It has a wonderful, satisfying ending, but it also left some questions. So, did that leave the door open to a sequel? I hope. Well, I didn't intend it to be that way, but apparently it is that way because a number of people have written to me asking me if there was going to be a sequel and how, first of all, how wonderful, yes. and second, what fun. <laughs> so. I wasn't planning to do that as my next project. I'd have something else on the burner, but I'm not sure. I may, I may just go with it. I have to see what the ladies have to say. Exactly. Uh, I think they're going to take you there, Phyllis. Yeah. I, I, I think they are. So, I, really, we, we wish you so much success with this book and as an author. <laughs> and you're definitely proof that women have have wonderful stories to tell and oh, yeah. i know you talked about the young author who becomes a huge success and whatnot but honestly i do think that stories that come from women where we have actually experienced lives and experienced life and and we have yes. so many experiences really can enrich any book that we start to write and i really encourage any woman who's sitting there and thinking about writing that novel, that you're never too old. You're ne it's never too late. Phyllis and I are proof of, of that for sure. <laughs> That's and, you know, I, I started a publishing company called The Three Two Publishing really to help women tell their stories too. So I am, I, I'm just so delighted with what you've done and the success of the book. And we can't wait to see to read your other books too <laughs> thank you yeah so let's switch gears a little bit because you had you've talked about it some but you had really an amazing career in the beauty yeah, and fashion industries for for many years so do you do you miss the excitement and glamour of those years um Every once in a while, uh, as I'm sitting in my sweatpants and polo shirt no makeup. <laughs> And I think, gosh, those were the days, lunches at Le Cirque, you know, the Met Gala, Hollywood, all that great stuff. I did all of that. I'm okay with where I am now. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm very, very content. Um, last fall, for some reason, after many years of really not going any place where I had to get terribly dressed up because New York for with everything is pretty casual. You can go to the theater and just slacks and a sweater and whatever. So I very, very rarely get dressed up. I had last fall had four black ties and boy, did I have to scurry because I had given away um, almost everything. First, I was much heavier. I guess it was a lot of stress eating. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I certainly can't wear three-inch heels anymore. So that was, that was all gone. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the excitement of trying to figure out what to wear, and I ended up having to buy something. And did I go on a, a, a panic-stricken, driven weekend of running to stores to find something to buy, and I ended up with something that I wore to all four events. But it was it was kind of fun to put makeup on and and make sure my hair was just so and pick from my wardrobe of fragrances, which I obviously have many of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm wearing one now. I, ah. even, if I, even if I um am dressed 
with no nine, so to speak, with, you know, nothing, no makeup or whatever, I'll put a little fragrance on my wrists and every once in a while, I'll just smell it. It makes me feel good. You know, I, I, la I launched so many perfumes. I, I'm a perfume lady. So, um, yeah, so in that sense, I, I miss it every once in a while. But I'm very content with my life because I'm doing something that I've wanted to do ever since I can remember. I wanted to write novels. So here I am. Well, see, uh, I love that too because you're another great example of how you can really evolve out of a successful career. And I know for a lot of women that's very difficult. I, I felt a bit of that too when I left the New yeah. York City advertising business because, and as you said, you worked, you know, all the time. I felt like I did oh, yes. that too. And yes. it's, it's your identity becomes so wrapped up with what you did or what you were doing at the time that when you leave, you kind of have to figure out who you are because you're no longer Phyllis, the vice president of Estee Lauder or, you know, Cheryl, the head of an ad agency. And yes. the fact that you've successfully done that, you have evolved and that you now have a chance to pursue other things that you're passionate about is just so great for other women to know that and can and see that that can happen because a lot of women really kind of despair at that point or they don't know what they're going to do with the next phase and there really is there really are great things ahead there are and i i think we actually get more creative as we get older do you find that oh absolutely um it's something that i do um for fun is i paint um until you know the the virus hit us i would go every sunday to the art students league um and I always drew and colored and painted as a kid. But um, again, I think you, you know, there's some natural ability, but it can get, you can hone it and make it better. And that's an, also an enormous sense of pleasure for me. And I'm in a group with some incredible artists. and I don't even try to, but I, I go there saying, I'm going to have a good, good fun day. Because <laughs> I don't even, I don't set myself up as trying to be uh Whistler's mother or whatever. Yes. Um, but I've gotten better as, as I've gotten older with, with artwork, for sure. Yeah. I love so. that. So before we leave, I have another question because let me tell yes. you something. Phyllis is, they can't see you because it's a podcast, but Phyllis is very beautiful, not, not just on the outside, oh. but you also, you do radiate an inner glow. And I know that comes from, because you're in a good place in your life and you're happy and you're productive Thank and you. you're doing things that, that you love, but you truly have the most beautiful skin. And after <laughs> spending all those years in the business, you must have yeah. some beauty secrets and some tips that you could share with those of us who are not kids anymore. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Those great compliments. Um, you have to pick, first we have to pick the right parents. That helps because, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, well, I, I got the bonanza there because it was my mother who taught me how to read and write even before I was a kid. She imbued the, the love of learning and, and literature for me. Um, bless her soul. Um, but I think you, if you start with good skin, of course, you're, you're halfway there. But the, the really, care for your skin and being very wise about the sun are the two most important things. When I went to work in the cosmetic business, 
I think it was 1979. Um, and I heard one of the scientists speak about the sun. I never went in the sun again without full protection and a hat. And that, that came to me with great difficulty because I was a tomboy. I was always out in the sun. I rode horses. I played tennis. I did everything with no care about my skin. So I'm very lucky that I, I learned in time uh, that you had to do that. I also learned early on about exfoliation. And I think a lot of women still don't do that because it's, it sounds a little scary. It's kind of a, a harsh word, mm -hmm. but um, it's just gently removing the, the, um, outer, the outer cells, which are microscopic, but it, it gives you a clearer, purer looking skin. And it also it preps the skin for the introduction of product. And I am fortunate to have a lifetime supply of the very best beauty products <laughs> there are. Yes. Um, I also did the, uh, the press introduction in 1983 for something called Night Repair, which is that little brown bottle, the serum in the bottle. It was the, the first major um, science, really scientific beauty product that, that was out there. And I've been using that ever since. Um, and then I, I use whatever um, new Estee Lauder or Clinique, which is also an Estee Lauder company, product I can get my hands on. I, I, I kind of go back and forth. Um, and that's pretty much it. And sunscreen. I do wear a hat from May until October when I go out in the midday sun. And um, I, for many reasons, haven't been to a beach in a long time. Well, I would sure love to be in a beach today. <laughs> Just lying under a beach umbrella, having something cool to drink, and reading a fun book. Wouldn't that be heaven? Yes. And we have the perfect suggestion for anyone <laughs> who would like to do that. And it's called The Spa at Lavender Inn. And it's available on Amazon and booksellers everywhere. And when we can get back inside bookstores, you'll even be able to find it there. And Phyllis, thank you so much. You've been a, just a great guest. We have to have you back and share more of your beauty secrets with us too. Thank and we you. can't thank wait you. for the next book to come out. And thank to learn, so learn more, visit Phyllis at, it's phyllismahaldo.com, correct? Yes, yes, it is. Great. All right. so pictures on there from my Estee Lauder days with yeah, some celebrities I, your guests might enjoy. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, and love you, and stay well, and stay safe. You too. Thank you. See you soon in person, I hope. Yes, I hope so.